a moment-to-moment awareness of one's experience without judgment. You are listening to the Pretzel Podcast from Creative Mornings Munich. I am your host, Marko Lindgren. We at Creative Mornings Munich organize monthly breakfast talks covering inspiring topics in the creative community and life in general. This podcast brings creative inspiration and the stories of our speakers closer to you in your ears. Our guest today talked about the theme justice in the Creative Mornings Munich event in August 2019. The event was hosted by Kobe. The link to the talk is in our show notes, thebretzelpodcast.com. She's a yoga coach and mindfulness trainer. Her academic background is in psychology and she has graduated from the University of Amsterdam's program A Peaceful Mind. As a former design strategist and user experience researcher, her vision is to create conscious business and help organizations to build mindful cultures and to be open towards new ways of leadership. She is Katharina Hall. Your approach to justice was through mindfulness in your talk. Uh, that is not a first thing that would come into mind when, when one, one think, thinks about the theme justice. So uh, could you tell a bit more about your approach? Yeah, you're you're totally right, Marco. It's um, at the first view they these two values don't really um, fit together. But um, I would like to to talk first a little bit of about mindfulness to understand what I really mean um, with this word mindfulness because it has become such a buzzword. Um, but and yeah, it has become in a way very fancy. But to be honest, like when we're talking or when I talk about mindfulness, it isn't fancy at all <laughs> because. Um, mindfulness just means um, a moment-to-moment awareness of one's experience without judgment. So um, it just means that we um, step into a moment and just see what is without judging. Um, and how does this this value now um, fit into the topic of justice this might be um, the big question right <laughs> because um, when I was preparing for the talk um, I, I looked up different um, different definitions of um, justice and I found this um, definition in the Cambridge uh, dictionary and it said it is a fairness in the way people are dealt with but What is fairness? <laughs> I mean, fairness is always relative, right? So we always have to judge in a way whether something is good or bad. And um, we have laws um, that exist in, in the world that we are living in that judge whether a behavior is right or wrong, good or bad. Um, and it just helps us living in a constitutional state um, to understand how can we live together 
as a community and um I'm very blessed for that, to be honest, living, living in this constitutional state. But what can we do when all of a sudden this mindfulness approach, this non-judging comes into our life? Um, so this mindfulness approach just entered the Western world. And I think sometimes we are very overwhelmed by this mindful approach because it just doesn't fit into our value system because we learned since we are children to put something into boxes to say this is right this is wrong and this is good and this is bad um so yeah also for me it was a great challenge to to explain this in my talk in in 30 minutes because i um Yeah, I, I live both of the values. I, I live um, this justice approach and I live this mindfulness approach. <laughs> so I came up with this, this word um, of non-judging justice, <laughs> which may sound very, very paradox at the beginning, you know. Um, but what I mean with this is just not to judge, <laughs> just to observe. And you can apply this into your daily life. You can apply this to your working place. Um, because mindfulness means being aware of the moment, stepping back and not reacting out of an effect. And um, so for me, these two values really, really fit in together. <laughs> Does that make sense to you? Yeah, I, I think that the, this is like this proverbial elephant that one, one, one end looks a bit different, the other end looks a bit different because it's, uh, you can approach this theme from so many different uh, uh, perspectives. Um, but why do you think it's important to see justice in this kind of... Uh, mindful way yeah i think um because we are living always um i mean we live together you know and we can't only see our own truth um we have to accept that there are many truth and we cannot always run for our own truth but we need justice um when we start living in this world with its many rules so there are always boundaries which we have to accept um, and i'm very convinced that only when we uh, stop judging so only when we start accepting we can be surrounded with justice because Everybody, every human being is striving for justice. Every human being is striving to um, be um, to to live in a world that where everybody um, treats you fair in a fair way. So it's yeah, it's it's really really important when we think about living together. We need justice. There is no way around. And on the other hand, we also need mindfulness more than ever before. Um, so the question is, how can we bring it together? You also started your talk um, in a different way, very different way. I've never seen that kind of a start for a talk before. 
it was a risk, uh, you know, uh, how did you feel about it? And how did you come up with that kind of a beginning? <laughs> yeah, you're right. So maybe for the listeners, I, I started with um, a silence um, check-in meditation. <laughs> and um, yeah, of course, it was a big risk. I think my heart was pumping at the beginning because um, people were expecting me to talk. And um, I told them to close their eyes <laughs> and feel mindfulness. But for me, to be honest, this was my first idea I had. There was no question that I will not do it <laughs> because mindfulness needs to be experienced. We can talk a lot about mindfulness, but we only understand what it's about when we experience it because we can't measure it. Like we can measure, uh, like I used to be a UX researcher, so I could measure everything, but mindfulness needs to be felt and experienced in your body. <laughs> yeah, that, that that's very true. Uh, then a little bit more about the, this, your theme or, or slogan, this non-judging justice. Can you elaborate it a little, little bit more? Yeah, so it's it's just my way of bringing these two values together um, because I, I really live those two values. I, I um, highly appreciate justice and I establish mindfulness in my daily life. <laughs> So, um, yeah, as I said before, we have to stop judging because when we think about it, we judge all the time, all the time, <laughs> and it drives us crazy. Um, so we have to start accepting things how they are in order to have justice in our life. <laughs> then a little bit about your background so now you are working uh, full-time uh, being a yoga coach and yoga teacher but uh, during your talk you were still a designer and you have studied psychology so how how, how did you end up taking this kind of a path in your life <laughs> yeah that's a very good question Marco um, so I think I was always very very interested in um, human behavior and the human mind This is why I studied psychology. Um, but there was also another side of me that was very interested in um, design and being a creative mind. So with this job, I kind of create, um, yeah, combined those two worlds together, working in a UX agency. Um, and I, yeah, my job was to understand whether the values were represented in this interface. So I, I really enjoyed my job. Um, but there was always a side of me that was working as a yoga teacher and as a mindfulness trainer. So once I got to a point where I realized I can't do all of that. <laughs> I somehow have to quit something. And yeah, then I, I quit my job in the agency and started um, doing my own business. What you would say then that the, uh, in your current work, um, what is your biggest challenge right now? Um, wow. Well, my biggest challenge is... Um, Let's start with my vision because this works together. <laughs> so somehow um, my passion is to create more mindfulness into organizations to really live this mindful approach and not just um, 
yeah, put it on the website because it sounds fancy. <laughs> so this actually is a lot of work. And even in these times, it becomes more challenging because we have to think, work in new ways. You know, it's this is really, really a point of change um, because all of a sudden we understand that remote work is possible if we if we want to, you know. And there are so many more opportunities of creating new ways of working together. Um, and so, yeah, the, the biggest challenge is, I think, to to make people understand what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, because as I said before, uh, mindfulness has to be experienced. So um, we just have to feel it and we have to be open for it. Um, so my biggest challenge is at the same time also my biggest passion in a way. <laughs> That's quite optimal situation then, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, I, I like that situation. <laughs> it's great. So what are you focusing on, on right now? What, what, what are you most curious right now? So most curious at the moment, I am how I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm really asking myself, how can we all contribute um, at the moment to, to make this change happen, to really step into a different way of success? Um, in an economical way. So what does success mean to us? And how can we, um, as each human being, contribute to that? And how can we also live a life where, you know, we, we are more happy about the job and the job situation, the, the, the organization that we are working for? And how can we, yeah, really reach this with a mindfulness approach? Big questions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, uh, my, my, my take, uh, it's a good to take a little pause to think about it um, uh, deeply, the answer also. Uh, in, your, in your talk, um, you introduced this kind of a three-step program, one could say, to bring more mindfulness into everyday life. Let's talk about a little bit Uh, those steps, how to achieve that. Um, there was step number one was yeah. breathe, which is sounds again like, yeah, everybody yeah. breathe, right? So, yeah, that's a good question. Thanks for that. Because, um, I mean, mindfulness is such a big word and sometimes we don't really understand what it what it means or what it is. Um, many people think that it's just about meditating, but actually, as you said, it's it's really approach, an approach that um, we can establish into our everyday life. And um, breathing, now you think, okay, but we already breathe. I mean, this is just naturally happening. Why, why do I have to focus on that? So the little trick behind that is that so in yoga, we call it uh, pranayama, which is the life force, actually. So it's just the, the center of um, our energy giving us life. Um, and the, the secret behind it is that every emotion has its own breath. And once we know that, we are in a way capable of dealing with our emotions 
by changing the rhythm of our breath. So let me give you an example. When you are very afraid, your breath tends to be very, very short, only in the upper part of your chest. And once you realize that, <laughs> you can change your breath. We cannot change emotions, but the emotions follows the breath and we can change the breath. So just for a moment, we could um, do some pranayama techniques which helps us calming down our nervous system and um, therefore also calming down our monkey mind. <laughs> and you also taught uh, the participants this kind of a square yes. breath technique. But let's not go into that here. People who are interested in that can go and have a look at the, your talk and the video. But then the next step on this, um, how to bring the mindfulness to everyday life was the uh, don't ever take anything personally. Yeah. What does that mean? Um, it's so, so important <laughs> because in our daily life, we just uh, often project anything, everything on ourselves. Um, so... Yeah, when in the supermarket, the, the cashier is grumpy, you know, we think we did something wrong. What did I do wrong? And so we, we blame everything on us. But so many times it has nothing to do with us. It's just um, the person having her or his own struggles. Um, so always in yoga, we call it non-attachment. So um no attachment to any objects, even to relationships, um, which is very, very hard. But we always have to remind ourselves of that. Um, and also at the working place to don't attach yourself too much to your projects, um, because then you you might have the risk of, of losing actually what's going on because you are so obsessed with your own baby with your own business your own project and we we stop um, being focused and understanding um, what are the most important steps to take in order to keep that project going but that's also it feels like counterintuitive in a way because On the other hand, especially in the workplace, you are expected to be dedicated to your work and to your project. And and how how can you like be dedicated at the same time and then detach yourself <laughs> from it? Great question. Yeah, it's maybe it's the this is um, one of the biggest challenges in your life, I guess, <laughs> finding this balance, you know, of not being too attached to something, but at the same time, of course. Um, living your passion and I don't think that there is a solution um, the same solution for everyone but yeah always checking in with yourself how do I feel when I I'm in this project um, can I can I handle this or is there just too much pressure because the the, the problem with too much pressure is that we don't work efficient in a way we we learned that we always have to to um, work and work and work but um, yeah finding this balance of okay letting go stepping out of this situation zooming out and then once again seeing the bigger picture and, and then the third step 
to this uh, mindfulness to everyday life was the uh, show appreciation, be gentle and kind. Uh, where does that come from? Yeah. <laughs> so maybe this sounds like a like an Insta quote, you know, <laughs> just show appreciation, be gentle and kind. It just sounds so easy. But um, yeah, in, in yoga, we call it ahimsa, which is non-harming. So no harm to yourself and no harm to anyone else. Um, and it, yeah, it um, being appreciated is just um, a basic needs of human beings. So when we look at the Maslow hierarchy, um, it it's very closely linked to um, to social needs, to being socially accepted in society, to having a feeling of belonging, you know. And once we understand that, we um, yeah, we can see our colleagues, um, our friends, just in a different way, and. Um, we can give each other appreciation just maybe by just saying small things, but yeah, your dress looks nice. Um, you look good today. Wow, this was great work. Uh, unfortunately, in, in our culture, we often learn that um, no appreciation is kind of enough appreciation, you know, <laughs> like no critics, that's fine. But this is so sad. <laughs> we we should really learn to appreciate each other more, and yeah, to motivate each other. Um, because when you when you ask yourself, do I feel enough appreciated? Just ask yourself that question, and if the answer is no, then start going out and appreciate others for their work, <laughs> and then the appreciation will come back. That's, that's very, very wisely said. Um, you also mentioned in, in this part the, uh, the pain of rejection, that there's evidence that uh, it, uh, it has, has similar places in brain has uh, activity as a physical pain. Yeah. So how, how would you uh, recommend to be prepared for that kind of a pain? Yeah, so, so just... For the listeners who weren't in the talk, so there is actually the same area in the brain, whether we um, experience um, physical pain or um, rejection um, from from human beings. So how can we, um, how, your question is, how can we protect ourselves from this pain in a way? Yeah. Yeah. Well, well the sad answer is, um, not much because we need vulnerability <laughs> in our life and um, we can only experience um, real belonging when we open up to people when and there is always a vulnerable part that can be hurt but how can we understand that this pain or this re rejection is not against us personally it's again, um, via the second approach, don't ever take anything personal, <laughs> right? Um, really understanding, um, being compassionate and understanding the, the other person's perspective and letting go of putting everything on us, 
having this trust, having this trust of belonging. Yeah, and then also remembering to breathe. Yeah, <laughs> true. Okay, thank you. Um, then how, how can our listeners discover more about you or get in touch with you if, if they find this interesting? Um, yeah, of course, they can come to my website. So my website is um, holayoga.com or just follow me on Instagram. It's called Kamahola. And so, yeah, they can get in touch with me. Um, what I do a lot is, um, yeah, working with corporates, working with agencies who are eager for change um, to bring more mindfulness into their teams, um, into their working place. But also I do um, private coachings for, for, yeah, for everyone who would like to change something in his or her life um, in a way. <laughs> Thank you, Katha. But before I let you go, there's our final question. And that is, what does creativity mean to you? Hmm. What does creativity mean to me? Actually, um, it's so much related to mindfulness. It's becoming in this um, flow state, you know, in this flow state where you totally forget about time um, and you are at total ease. And you only come into this um, flow state, um, for example, when you meditate and um, your, um, your alpha and theta waves are active, then you can get access to, to, your, creative, to, to your creativity. And um, yeah, so by this, I, I would say it's, it's totally linked to mindfulness. And you can reach this flow state through so many things. Maybe it's just going for a run. Maybe it's taking a shower. This is also why people say, oh, I got my creative moment when I was, when, when I was showering. <laughs> Our thanks to Katha and everyone at the Creative Mornings Munich team. This episode was produced and edited by me, Mark Lindgren, at Huima Production. Our music was made by Sasha Ende. You have been listening to The Pretzel, the Creative Mornings Munich podcast. Send us feedback by email to feedback at thepretzelpodcast.com. To find the show notes for this episode, or to get new episodes right to your phone and your ears, visit thepretzelpodcast.com. Thank you for listening.